0: welcome into a new year it's the same podcast though the same great podcast the restore liberty podcast with george and ray got all kinds of things on today's show three segments we got a a candidate for lieutenant governor who's going to be a special guest so lots to get to as we do the first podcast of 2022 george take it away
1: yes welcome to the year that is 2022 it's already uh far different than any year we've ever experienced with the Bengals win on uh sunday so we got that much going for us i guess (laughs) yeah
2: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening across the Fruited Plains. I must remind you that the election was stolen, and I also have some words to live by that I'd like to share with you. It is time to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Yep. It was uh, given to us by a supreme philosopher, Kamala, and <laughs> uh, I think you should make a note of that and live that every
1: day. I, I considered getting that uh, soundbite word salad she put out the other day, but I don't know. It's just no fun doing the uh, Looney Tunes anymore because everything they say anymore is just flat out Looney. Anyway, so hey, welcome to 2022. And of course, the first thing you got to do anytime you're in the new year is you got to talk about the last year. So let's spend a little bit here in the first segment talking about what happened last year and, and what we need to do moving forward. So On the national level last year, um, you know, economically, the big news is uh, everything you buy is now 7% or more expensive. Um, That's the highest level in 40 years. So when Biden took office, even with what was going on with COVID in 2020, when Biden took office, it was at 1.4%. It's now at seven. Uh, Well, highest since, you know, right after Carter got out of office. That's how bad it's been. Uh, the debt increased two trillion last year on paper. In actual spending, you know it's flat out out of control. I, I tried to do it and in today's podcast. If you go to the web, there are tons of hyperlinks for everything I'm saying here. So I, I just want to make sure everybody knows these facts aren't something I'm making up. You can go read them. So the current average debt per citizen per citizen is twenty one thousand dollars. So most average households owe. owe in the debt right now, close to fifty thousand dollars. Just to get put it in perspective, when the Bengals last won a playoff game back in nineteen ninety one, the debt was three point three trillion total. So in two hundred plus years of the United States, they got up to three point three. The current deficit for this fiscal year is already above that. So we're we're borrowing more in one year than we did in the first two hundred and thirty of them. On. Un- Unbelievable! I don't know how we keep that going. Um, the other thing, the other you know, thrilling news last year on the foreign policy level, uh, of course, Afghanistan. We we basically handed it back to the Taliban along with literally billions of dollars worth of weapons. Um, we lost thirteen service people in that pullout. That's more than the number of servicemen killed in Afghanistan in the prior twenty four months. So in one day of stupidity, we lost more people than we lost in two years of, quote, a war. Um, Just absolutely incredible. Um, The other good news, and there are several, again, several sites you can go and and see this information. Iran is very close to having enough nuclear material for two nuclear weapons. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And, and they're talking about getting back into the deal that allowed this to happen. I, I just don't know how how you can continue to look at that and say, you know, we're not in deep, deep trouble. Um, Iran is yeah. so emboldened now with the current administration that they're now issuing threats against not just Israel, but Trump and Pompeo, Pompeo for the bombing of the, of the um, terrorists in their country. So it, it, now they're, they, they feel no qualms about not only saying they're going to eradicate Israel, but they're going to eradicate Trump and anybody they don't like in the United States. I mean, that's just bold.
2: Well, it's time to send Iran another suitcase full of money or a pallet with a pallet of money.
1: What was it? Eight million? No, eight billion.
2: Yeah, it was in, in dollar bills or, you know, in our currency. It wasn't a check. It wasn't a wire. It was a pallet of currency. And that happened. And uh, let's just move on.
1: Yeah. So you can't track paper, which leads us right into the next thing we are going to talk about, which is the election reform, quote, reforms that they're now proposing that basically similar to you can't track dollar bills. They want to make it so it's entirely 100 percent mail in voting, that you can do ballot harvesting, that you can register to vote the same day you vote. Uh, Basically, they want to legitimize stealing the election just like they did the last time. Yep. Uh, and then, of course, on the national level and leads us right into the state level, the whole COVID fiasco last year, mandates, actions, threats, endless boosters. Now, what's interesting is the last couple of weeks, the CDC is finally saying things like cloth masks don't work. Um, you can still get the disease if you've had the, quote, uh, vaccine. It's not a vaccine. It's a booster. Um Whereas, you know, just three weeks ago, if you had said that on Facebook or YouTube, you'd been thrown off because you're not allowed to say anything about, you know, the vaccines not being the answer and and masking not being the answer. So, you know, that's the, the famous joke now is what's the difference between a conspiracy theory and a fact? About six to nine months. Unbelievable. So that's the national level. Um, I searched for good news. I couldn't find good news on the state level. It's it's not much better actually let's put it that way i mean dictator dewine has continued his assault on small business on personal liberty on education um he recently stated he has absolutely no regrets about how he handled the pandemic so you know shutting down small businesses closing churches and leaving abortion clinics open i mean this guy showed his his true colors with that one i think you know I'm going to shut down your ability to go to church on Sunday, but Hey, if you want to go get an abortion, they're opening and and man, go for it. That's no problem at all. I I think that says volumes about Mikey DeWine. Yeah. Well, George, the article that you, uh, that they
2: can uh, click on and go to the link, it's an associated press article where DeWine. Not a conservative site. Yeah. He's, he's not, uh, he has no uh, regrets on all the actions he took. I'm gonna to read a couple of lines from here. Uh, it, from the article, uh, DeWine said this week that the state struck a middle ground approach when compared with other states, pointing out that factories and construction companies were allowed to remain open. And let's just ponder that for a moment. Manufacturing and construction were allowed to continue. What both of those industries have Are well organized lobbies, and I'm sure they give a lot of money to DeWine, and so he wasn't going to close those down. However, if you had your own little pizza parlor, George, with your wife, uh, and you didn't have a big rich lobby, then you had to close. The other thing he says in this article, I'd like to point out. He said, one of the things, and this is DeWine talking, one of the things we did early on in the pandemic is brought the business community in and put them on committees to come up with how best to, in some cases, open their businesses back up. Now, I've been invited to come on to these ad hoc <laughs> citizen committees. This is a lot. What they do is they go out and search for a bunch of lap dogs, bring them in and pat them on the head. And make sure they shake their head up and down as they discuss how they're going to destroy their lives. So wow. people need to look past, uh, you know, just the words because the guy, like most all politicians, is bought and paid for. And uh, it's ridiculous.
1: Well, and certainly that was to me the big surprise of last year. I was just amazed at how little. Everybody in Columbus cares about voters. I mean, the anti-vaccine mandate bill from Jennifer Gross, I mean, she basically got thrown out of everything because she had the nerve to say we should vote on this. Uh, I understand there's a petition movement to try and get 248 on the ballot. I haven't heard lately what that is. But clearly, I mean, we were told point blank, the reason we can't pass 248 is we won't have enough money for our campaigns from the people like the Chamber of Commerce like the hospitals, like pharma, you know, and they got really upset when we started publishing on our website and and in our e- our emails where they get their money, and a ton of it comes from hospitals. A lot of it, surprisingly, also comes from uh, education. So from from the unions, the the school board unions, they're providing tons of money. They're they're the top guy on almost all of the quote Republican leadership in Columbus, which leads us to the next kind of big thing we need to get behind, which is, um, you know, the backpack bill, which says that basically the money for educating your child goes to whatever school you send your child. It doesn't go to the specific, you know, public endorsed teacher union schools. It can go with them. So what do you think the odds of that passing are given that they're number one, two, and three uh, donors to all these guys are education groups? It's less than zero, (laughs)
2: <laughs> so I don't even know why we talk about it. Let's go back to the, the, the uh, push against the anti-vax uh, thing, because you also have a link to the, don- the letter where for, for all these donors signed. And, and most of the donors, you know, it's, it's uh healthcare, medical, hospitals, all of that. Uh, and what do we know about COVID with respect to hospitals? They've been making a lot of money off of it by just declaring somebody a COVID patient. And there's also a chain of money, you know, these free vaccines. There's a whole bunch of money flow into the pharmaceutical companies and even the uh, uh, insurance companies. But the thing that when I pulled this up and looked at it, why is the Ohio Manufacturers Association part of this letter? They have nothing to do with health care. Uh, why are all the Chamber of Commerce's part of this? Uh, why is the Ohio Council of Retail Merchants? part of this, it's because they're all connected to well-funded lobbies. The uh, retail workers can be in a union called the United Food and Commercial Workers, which is a nationwide thing, but it has local offices too, like most unions. In the top five local offices, the top five that, that have the most members and the most money, the second biggest one is Dayton, Ohio. And the fourth biggest one is Columbus, Ohio. Follow the money. None of these reps are going to let that uh, anti-vax go forward or the backpack or anything because there's no money in it.
1: Which kind of brings us to to the one good news thing we we did have last year, and that's what happened in Virginia. Uh, It was tied to education. Um, It came out what's happening inside of the schools in Loudoun County. Um, The fact that they had a rapist who dressed like a girl, went into the girl's restroom, raped a girl. uh, And the only consequence, he was just moved to another school where he did the exact same thing. Um, But the father of the girl that was raped uh, got arrested because when they the school board said, hey, we we are going to pass this transgender policy. There's never been an issue with that. And just imagine sitting in there and hearing that, that We're going to allow this, you know, boys and girls, girls and boys. um, And we've never had any issue with that. Meanwhile, your daughter's at home traumatized because she was raped exactly because of that policy. So what happens when he speaks out and says, you guys are lying? They put him in handcuffs and walk him out. And then the FBI says, we're going to put anybody who uh, stands up at a school board meeting. You're going on the FBI watch list because you're a domestic terrorist. So I mean, they basically weaponized the FBI yet again against school board attendees that are upset with school boards. So what happened in in Virginia? Shock above shocks for the first time in history, a Republican won. A Republican who said, "I'm going to get rid of that policy. I'm not going to allow critical race theory." You know, we're going to look at expanding vouchers. Um, he was just put into office. youngkin was was just put into office last week. Already. He has signed executive orders to NCRT, signs executive orders to investigate what happened in Loudoun County. I mean, this is good stuff. And this is kind of the hope we have and what we're going to be talking about next, which is the parents got motivated. They got out and vote and they were able to change what's going on. We have that opportunity this year, but it has to be done in the primary, not in November. The primary is where this is going to happen. We have Jim Bernese- And Joe Knopp going up against Mike DeWine and and John Houston. So, I mean, first of all, I don't know how Houston and DeWine are listed as Republicans. They haven't done a single thing that you would think a Republican would do. But we have to do something in that primary. And so our guest coming up is Joe Knopp. He's going to give us some background on that and, and some hopeful message on what can happen if you change who's sitting in the governor's mansion. So we'll be back in a sec.
0: Yes, indeed. A reminder to listen to previous podcasts in the series. Go to the website, RestoreLiberty.us. You'll also find the latest news on how you can get involved locally. We'll continue the Restore Liberty podcast with George and Ray. I had a friend, he was a big baseball Welcome back into segment two of the Restore Liberty podcast with George and Ray. And George, we got a special guest with us now.
1: Yes. Welcome, Joe. Uh, Joe is running with Jim Renacci uh, for governor and lieutenant governor of of Ohio. Welcome,
3: Joe. Hey, George. Right. It's great to be with you guys today.
1: Uh, I just want to read a little bit background. So um, Joe is a bit of a renaissance guy. You you actually grew up in an orphanage outside of Philadelphia. overcame incredible odds, uh, went to the U.S. military. You went to the finance industry. uh, You produced some unbelievably good films. That told faith-based stories that were true. Um, you currently live outside of Dayton. Uh, a wife and three kids. Oh, good luck with that. <laughs> um, so, welcome. I mean, how did you go from you know military and films to now wanting to to do something with politics?
3: Well, first of all, you know, we all have uh, uh, journeys that uh, lead us to where we are today, and uh, you know, for me. Uh, My story did begin in a kind of rough situation in Philadelphia, and uh, you know my family had a lot of addiction, so we were taken away from both of both of our parents. And when I was seven, placed in this orphanage, uh, and then you know spent my entire uh, childhood years there. I graduated from high school at the orphanage. uh, Really wanted to be a go to college. uh, Joined the Air Force. Got stationed in Dayton, Ohio, at Wright Pat when I was 19 years old. Did a six-year enlistment there. Um, While I was active duty, I went to uh, the local university, Wright State University, got a finance degree, and then met my amazing wife while I was active duty. She's from the Dayton area. So that has kept me in Dayton for almost 30 years now, which, uh, yeah, and three kids later has been a long time. Uh, I was doing finance for a while until a good buddy that I grew up with, he was uh, literally working in Hollywood as a producer, but was getting burned out on the types of stories and messages that Hollywood was telling, which, you know, what, what we see today. And uh, he knew he had to go the independent route to tell good truthful uh god-fearing movies um and he knew uh that would take a, a partner that understood business and finance and i was the only guy that he knew that fit that uh and he knew that i had a unique journey of my own and i have always used story to uh, kind of get our message across so anyway long story short i uh started flying out to la to help him uh and then committed to uh producing movies with him all the movies that i've been a part of are true stories Um, that made a difference in someone's life. And when people watch those movies, it has a chance to impact others. Um, The last two that I did, uh, a pro-life movie called Unplanned, and then uh, uh, two summers ago, I uh, made a documentary with the Trump family. It kind of brought me into the political uh, uh, arena It was different back then. I got to be the cool uh, movie guy as opposed to being the the politician today. Uh, But um, folks like uh, Ted Cruz and uh, Mike Pence, James Langford, uh, and then eventually the Trump family just kind of kept bringing me to events to talk about the life issue. And then my frustration with these amazing messages that uh, we need to get out there, the left just uh, steps on and does not allow, you know, both media education uh, to get our stories told. So that was part of my, uh, my emphasis for looking into politics. And then looking at Ohio, you know, looking at, like you said earlier, the the, the dictator that uh, has, somehow has an R behind his name supposed to be re- representing us, definitely does not represent my family and what we stand for. Um, and when uh, Jim Renese, uh, actually through an introduction through Laura Trump, um, when him and I started talking, I really appreciated his journey to get here, uh, he's not a career politician. Uh, you know, what with, with the government did to his business motivated him to get involved. And, uh, and he still wants to fight harder today for Ohio and to anybody else I know uh, in this state. So that's kind of my long journey to get here. Kind of an eclectic. Uh, well, and, yeah. and
1: so in both your case and Jim's, you, you, you're kind of in this because you were thrown in the fire. I mean, you, you were trying to get a message out and, and to you know, say what you believe in and, and be able to spread that word. Jim, his business, when Obama took over GM, shut down all of the dealerships for conservatives. So Jim lost all of his business. So, I mean, we've now got a, a candidate team that, that has been forged in fire. I, I really like that. And both of you know what it means to, to make payroll. You both understand, you know, profit, loss, and the fact that you can't spend more than you take in. What a novel concept. Uh, so I, I really like the teaming. I, I think it's fantastic, and to have somebody that can get the message out, I think is amazing.
3: <laughs> well, and I was born in Philadelphia, literally in in, in the city, and I've taken my kids to uh, Independence Hall. Uh, very, we, we love going there. So we've stood on the floor where the Declaration of Independence was signed. We stood on the floor where the Constitution was signed, and and I'm a, I'm a story guy. So the, the the men that signed those documents, they were not fresh out of college to figure out how they could be uh, uh, political uh, movers and shakers. They were successful in their own worlds, whether it was military, business, and people actually looked up to them, encouraged them to be a leader uh, in this country. and And I feel like with with Jim, you know, he has had success everywhere he has been. And then when you look at uh, government, uh, you know the folks that are running it now—they literally, like DeWine, 45 years as an elected official. When he first went into politics, you know the the, 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 the things that motivated him back then uh, don't apply today to Ohioans. And uh, and John Houston over 20 years as an elected official, uh, they are so disconnected from the Ohio family. It's it's time to remove them out of there.
1: It is. And, and so that's the, the key message. So you look at Virginia, they threw out a guy that was just going to drag them further and further to the left into all of this craziness and elected a guy that I, I think he was a finance guy there, wasn't he? But anyway, it, it was motivated because of what they were doing to kids. And I think we have a lot of that going on in Ohio. Uh, DeWine, when the critical race theory started uh, because of what happened in Loudoun County and, and beyond, um, Turns out all of his appointees to the Ohio Board of Education are pro-CRT. And when he, we finally got the, the uh, board chairman to resign, who does he appoint? He appoints more people that like CRT. I mean, the guy's just not on our side. And this is our chance to make a difference. But the key here, folks, and everybody listening is we're talking about what's going to happen in May. We're not talking about November here. If we do not get the C. Knopf team in there in May... We're screwed because November is just going to be two Democrats running, you know, DeWine and whoever they put up on the other side, some communist, who knows. But I mean, that that is our motivation, people. I mean, 2022, our work is between now and May. If we don't get it done, Ohio is going to just keep on its same path. I I think getting you guys involved, getting the word out because, I mean, you got the great story. It's not, hey, I've been in politics for 45 years. It's, hey, I'm here because. Somebody's got to do something about what's
3: going on. Well, Uh, thanks to... uh, I was just going to say, thanks to what you guys are doing. I feel like that that scene in The Wizard of Oz where Dorothy's talking to what she thinks is the wizard, and then the curtain gets removed, and you see what I call like the the Dwine looking guy uh, off to the side pulling all the triggers. The problem is he has the R behind his name, and a lot of people just... Uh, don't understand that he's representing the lift, but, you know, thanks to folks like yourself and more like you. Um, I, I think the uh, Ohio parents and families are starting to realize that we really have to understand who we're putting in office and it does begin in the primaries.
1: So what are the big things, you know, from, from the campaign perspective that you're looking for help on other than getting yeah. the word out?
3: Yeah, that's the number one thing. Uh, you know, we're fighting the establishment. So I go to events, uh, unfortunately uh in the republican party where people whisper we want to support you unfortunately right now we have to support uh who the party tells us to support uh which is uh unbelievable but fortunately i spent uh a lot of time with the trump family and it's the same thing they ran into and i actually got to see it firsthand um i just was told to turn my cameras off when i was doing that <laughs> um so i do but i i do believe um uh, what what uh, Trump did to D.C., Renaissance can truly do to Columbus, but it's going to take the people uh, to to get up uh, and vote and really help get the word out for us.
1: OK, well, we'll definitely spread the word. And you mentioned the other main problem that we found you know, over the broadcasts we did last year is that our problem nationally is the Democrats. I mean, what's happening in, in D.C. is totally driven by the Democrats in Ohio. Our problem is not the Democrats because they can't do anything, really. They can in Hamilton County and city of Cincinnati, we're screwed here. But, you know, statewide, our problem is what's going on in Columbus with the GOP, not the Democrats. They don't listen to the citizens and they said it to our face that, you know, we can't get our election campaign money if we would do like 248 or the backpack bill or anything else that helps Ohio families. And so I think that's the key message. Uh, I know. You guys have a great message. The problem is, like you say, there is so much money. I mean, the Ohio GOP has already given DeWine like a half million dollars. And and we're not even, that was before we were even in
2: 2022. Well, many people do not vote in the primary and part of our job, I think George is in our sphere, even in our sphere where people are tuned into this and love to argue about the national politics, they don't vote in the primary. And so wow. uh, I think Jim Renese has a nice uh, thing he talks about when he lays out the metrics of this. And I think uh, we need to get, get the uh, thoughts about those metrics out to everyone because it is, it's pretty simple. Great. If uh, we can get the folks to vote, they have a shot.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that's the big deal. I mean, certainly the money's behind the wine, uh, unfortunately, but I don't think this one's going to be won by the money. I really think it's going to be won by going door to door and and like i said you guys have got the superior story um you're, you're in it for the voters you're not in it for the lobbyists i mean that says it all I and mean, that's like the bumper sticker ad for what's going on the issue we have right now is you know we've got a, a a crazy man and potentially another candidate coming in if there are four people running uh in in may we're toast i there's well, That's just going to split the vote.
2: There's another major factor, and I don't know if this could could or will happen or not. There is a kingmaker who lives in Florida, and if he would come out and endorse in this race, that would change the landscape. He's very popular in Ohio. He's won Ohio twice, talking about Donald J. Trump. He's won Ohio twice by the biggest margin of any Republican ever, so That is a key cog in this. And I don't know, Joe, if you've got anything you can indicate to us.
3: Well, what I'd like to say, you know, it is interesting with the uh, the Trump endorsement. There are thousands of people around the country running for office that are trying to get any connection they can to to President Trump. Um, Fortunately for Jim and I, uh, we actually have strong relationships with the Trump family. Laura, Trump, and Eric have become really close friends of mine. And, uh, you know, I, you know, th- not everyone will appreciate me saying this, but I, I treasure my relationship with people more so uh, than the big ass. But the good thing about Laura and Eric and the Trump family they also know what you just said, that who they back uh, in Ohio for governor um, will, will win uh, the primary and uh, the election in November. So uh, in time, I think people will see that uh, the family really appreciates uh, what Jim and I have done uh, for them. And they appreciate our sincere relationship because they actually know us.
1: Well, and I think that's that's the key. Uh, and you don't want that coming too early. Uh, it'd be great if maybe oh you know uh april sometime maybe but uh i hope it comes if it doesn't i think door to door is another key aspect and and i wish you guys the best of luck anything anything you want to say on the way out
3: well you know i have a family of uh three kids uh, my wife and i do uh, 17 14 and 12 and uh that's that's part of the main reason why I'm fighting you know Ohio actually did a lot for me um, in my journey and I want to make sure my kids have a desire to stay here and have a place to call home and to be proud of Ohio so I'm going to Columbus to represent Ohioans and uh, don't anyone out there don't ever let me forget that
1: excellent well thank you very much sir and welcome Uh, best of luck we're going to do everything we can to help God bless you Joe thanks guys
0: Hey, a reminder to hear previous podcasts in this series. Go to your favorite provider, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeart, others. Just search the words Restore Liberty. You can sign up for information, info at RestoreLiberty.us. And you can always leave feedback as well at 513-458-32. We've got one more segment to go in segment three, 2022 priorities as the Restore Liberty podcast with George and Ray continues. Welcome back into our third and final segment of the Restore Liberty podcast with George But We got a lot to accomplish in this segment with 2022 priorities. George?
1: Yeah, as we said in the previous two segments, you know, last year showed us what happens when the communists are in control of everything, uh, including the governor's mansion in, in Ohio. Um, we also discovered over the last year what it means that Columbus has such a huge lobbyist um, cabal. That controls what happens in our House and Senate in Ohio. And, and how do we stop that? Well, the way you stop it is you must get involved in the Republican Party. So I know saying joining a party is one of those things that to many libertarians causes an allergic reaction. It does to me as well, to some extent. But you can't stand on the outside and say, I hate the Ohio GOP. You know, I believe in what they've got on their website is their principles, but I hate what they're doing. Well, yes, that's exactly the problem. The reason they get away with it is the, quote, members vote that way. They allow the establishment to continue. So how do you stop that? You become one of the voting members. And what that is, it's a, a position that on the ballot in the governor primary years shows up as county central committee for the Republican Party. What that means is... Your neighborhood, your precinct, and so like my precinct, has 220 Republican voters. So you represent those 220 voters within like a half mile of your, of your house. So this is the bottom level of the Republican Party is the precinct executive. So in your precinct, you're responsible for representing the people in your precinct and only the Republicans. So everything we talk about is, is keyed on the Republican Party. But our intent on talking about it is we want to get enough people who vote when these meetings occur to vote for the side of the voters and not the establishment. So that's the strategy. That's how we keep, you know, the local guys from endorsing the squishies uh, to keep the, the Columbus guys at that level. It's called the state central committee. Uh, and we've got to go after those as well. So that's the key to what's happening in 2022. We have to win control of the Republican party and we have to win the primary. And those two come together in that if we've got a team that is running for the neighborhoods and they're willing to go door to door and say, hey, I need you to vote for me so I can represent you the voter. And I need you to represent by voting for René C. And Knob, for uh, John Adams, who was on our last podcast by voting for people like Jennifer Gross, that are willing to stand up so that's how what the strategy is the strategy is, we need everybody to look at your precinct and say I'm willing to represent the people who live next to me. All it takes is you go to the Secretary of State website download the petition form and the link is in the, in the in the uh, show notes here. Uh, you fill out the form and find five to 15 voters who are re-registered Republican, meaning they, vote, they voted in the last Republican primary, and get them to sign that petition. That's all it takes, five signatures. So for, for me, you know, it's my wife, uh, my kids live in the same neighborhood, and three or four neighbors that I talk to. That's all it takes. That's all it takes to get on the ballot. And that's what we're talking about has to happen before February 2nd. So um, in the show notes, you got the links. We're going to create a page Uh, on the website that walks you through the whole process, but that's the key. So we've got this really short-term need to get on the ballot. That has to be done in the next three weeks. After that happens, you know, Ray, you were part of what happened in Warren County the last time, so like 2010, 2012, when we went after this. Um, Give a little insight on what can happen if you win these little local elections.
2: Yeah, we took over the, the Tea Party, so to speak, in Warren County, Ohio. We took over the county party, in 2014, and they installed me as chairman of the party. Um, so it's pretty easy to go out and get some people elected. The rub becomes then uh, standing in the fire, because when we took over the party, they were not happy. Uh, people from Columbus would call me up and try to give me instructions and tell me what what it is we were going to do. And of course, I, can't, I really <laughs> don't want to say on the podcast what I told them. Uh, It wasn't very polite, but um, uh, I took a look at Warren County uh, where I am. There's 176 precincts in Warren County. Um, And there's 176 precincts that are Republican and then 176 that are Democrat separately. Uh, So out of the 176 precincts in Warren County, 53 of them are vacant. And you'll find that in most counties that a lot of these seats go unfilled because nobody even runs. So 53 vacant seats out of 176, that's 30% of the central committee. Um, So it's pretty easy to target those. And that's what we did the last time. We said, well, we're gonna try to take over the party. Let's go and find people in, in this case, these 53 places and at least get those. And then we did a series of letters and meetings Saying what we would do differently to bring bring the rest a, uh, along, and we we swept all of the uh, executive board seats on the night of the reorg. So it it can be done, but our, the issue was this: the problem was people being in the fire and just being, you know, the the process and what you go through is so distasteful for common polite people right we had a hard time keeping them engaged you know if we went after this again in warren county i think people could be more engaged this time because they've
1: seen more craziness and uh well and we know how to play the game a little better now i i think that was the big problem back then Uh, i've talked to a couple of friends that we convinced to become precinct execs and they're like well we never get asked to do anything well you're right you don't You have to come together. One precinct except can't make any difference at all. And and maybe even 10 can't. But as soon as you get up to 15, 20, 25, and they say, hey, what are these guys talking about in the corner? You know, what are they trying to do? You start to get the strength you need to get in the meetings that happened before the meetings. And that's kind of what we're really after. We need to get that that unity of yeah. purpose because what they do
2: is they don't really care is that they recruit people for the precinct executive position just to get the votes at the reorg meeting to put the the executive board so to speak in power right. and then they meet separately and uh you know when we took over the party in warren county they weren't even having meetings with the whole central committee i don't know how uh and hamilton
1: county hand- doesn't much either i think they have one yeah. a year maybe two so I, you have to
2: demand that, you know, look, um, you know, we're going to be a part of
1: this. Well, it, it can work. So the, the key is people, I, I, I'm, I don't know how to say this in a way that sounds enticing, but you need to get your voice heard. I mean, that's kind of the thing we've been saying from the beginning. You got to speak out, stand up. Well, we're asking you to stand up this time. So stand up, go door to door, get your five signatures. Uh, I recommend getting 10 or 15. You can't get more than 15. Uh, just make sure they're on the list. Uh, we'll show you where to get the list. It's it's super easy, super easy. But what happens is, if we're able to pull this off, we will also then give you the information you need on how to win that election. Now, if you're uncontested, which ninety um, percent of the time you're nobody else wants to be precinct exec, uh, then it's easy. But you know, as soon as Alex and uh, Joe Dieters and everybody downtown understands this is what's going on. You're going to be running against somebody else that's an establishment Republican, but it's easy enough to win because they're being forced to do it, and you're doing it because you want to, and that's a, that difference comes out when you talk to your neighbors. So that's the secret. Um, the key we have is is we got to get the people signed up in the next three weeks, uh, and then after that, we're going to do a coordinated strategy across you know the area we can on. How do we attack the primary? What is it we're going to do? What is it we're after? And, you know, we want as many people involved in that as we can. So we're going to be putting on the website how to do this. Um, I know it sounds overpowering, and it is, I I agree, it is disturbing when you see your name on a ballot. Um, I remember freaking out when I saw mine there the first time. It's like, holy cow, this is real. Don't worry about it. Nobody cares, all right? You know, once they leave, they're going to forget about you entirely until you show up the next time and say, hey, what do you think about the backpack bill? Should we be doing this? You know, and then you've got a chance to make a difference. And that's, that's what 2022 is going to be about, people. We have to get involved. We have to say, we don't want, you know, small business to be leaving the state of Ohio. We don't want people leaving the state of Ohio. We're down to what, 15 representatives now, down from, what was it, 20? 20 years ago? I mean, we we were losing people to states like Florida, uh, to some extent, even Kentucky. Um, We are not known as a business-friendly state right now. We're not a tax-friendly state. What we're asking everyone to do is to get involved. Look at your precinct. It's not that bad. Uh, We'll give you the place to go to get all this information Uh, and think about it. It literally takes only five to 10 people that live next to you, that know you to sign this petition, and you're on the ballot. And then once you're on the ballot, we, we are going to put together a package on how to win and on how to help out the candidates that we really like so that we can get things like 248, the anti-vaccine mandate, uh, the backpack bill, uh, anti-CRT legislation. There's a ton of stuff we got to do. Uh, oddly enough, it's, it's affecting our kids, which I would think is an easy sell. So this is truly something we have to do, not just for ourselves, but for the next generation or two to come. Uh, That's how serious this is. So please get involved. Go to the website. We'll have stuff there. Uh, Send this information to your friends, your family. It's that important. Again, go to the website,
0: restoreliberty.us. It's pretty simple. To hear previous podcasts in this series, go to your favorite providers Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeart, and others. Just search the words Restore Liberty. You can sign up at in info, info at restoreliberty.us, and you can always leave feedback at 513-45832. Again, we want to thank our special guest, Ohio Lieutenant Governor Candidate Joe Knopp. This has been the Restore Liberty Podcast with George and Ray.